You're listening to the Human App Podcast. My name is Victor Ang, and this is a podcast about developing emotional intelligence and to use it to find more clarity, focus, and fulfillment in our lives and our future. Emotional intelligence, aka EQ, is not only the ability to be smarter with our emotions, but to also perceive ourselves and others in in multiple perspectives, in different angles, and in more positive light. It's about both self-awareness and social awareness, both identifying how we behave and understanding ourselves and how our emotions affect our behaviors, but also in being empathetic about others' emotions and and how that's playing a role in how they're acting and, and what they say. If you're curious for more about my own story in in developing EQ and why I got into this, you can listen to the earlier episodes where I I dive into a little bit of my story. But in this episode, I wanted to read one of my earlier blog posts about perception. Perception of ourselves and of others, how to tap into that, and how to communicate it internally and externally as a form of wisdom. One of the reasons why I love talking about emotional intelligence is the fact that it's very much one of the missing skills of society today for multiple reasons, for both culture and the stigma around our mental and emotional health, from being overly sensitive to our emotions in a way that caused blind reactions, not being able to slow down, to to properly respond to our emotions, not being given the the safe space to communicate our emotions um, because of the 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 blind reaction that we get from many others, and then with how technology has affected that and and disconnected us from ourselves, and to be able to tap into this this inner wisdom that we all know we have but just haven't been trained or given the opportunity to explore. So how do we apply our own wisdom for ourselves? We'll get into what I wrote in my blog post after a quick message from my sponsor. First off, thank you for being a listener of the Human Up podcast. I definitely have so much to say and express and all the things that I've experienced and observed throughout my life that I've honestly been cultured and and kind of pressured to, to bite my tongue against. So I really love being able to use this platform and this medium as a podcast to do so. And it wouldn't be possible without Anchor.fm, which is the hosting platform I use to distribute this podcast. It's perfect for me right now because it's free and automatically distributes my episodes to all the different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. And the cool part is that there are tools to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So you don't even need any extra software or services to to create the podcast. And you can even make money from the podcast with no minimum listenership by recording ads like this. So if you have a message to send and ideas to spread, definitely download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And who knows, maybe we can collab and create a a podcast episode together. If you do end up creating one, you should definitely hit me up and, and we can do something there. With that, let's get back to the episode. Are you the type of person that gives so much love, compassion, and encouragement to others, but forget to give to yourself? 
I definitely do. And it frustrates me. I sometimes feel like a hypocrite or an imposter who can't take his own advice. Then I would doubt my ability to even give help because I was not good enough, smart enough, or wise enough. Why is it so hard to love myself? Turns out I'm not the only one who has this problem, according to University of Waterloo psychologist Eeyore Grossman, who coined this phenomenon as Solomon's Paradox. So what is this paradox? King Solomon was the third leader of the Jewish kingdom and was considered a wise sage people flocked to for advice. But his personal life was a mess. He made poor decisions, got caught up with money and women, and neglected his son. Hence, the paradox. Grossman used this story as a basis for his research to see if this was just unique to King Solomon or if it was common behavior. He did a series of experiments and found that people do, in fact, reason more wisely for someone else's situation compared to their own. And I'll link to the research paper if you want to read more about it in the description. This social behavior explains why I find myself trying to fix other people's problems before my own. Because it's a lot easier when it isn't so personal. I now feel more able to empathize with everyone when it comes to making decisions for their own lives versus someone else's. A lot of us are givers, which does make it much harder for us to take care of ourselves first, especially when faced with a deeply personal, emotionally charged situation. We may even be in such great positions on the outside, giving great advice, coaching, love, and encouragement, but struggle to internalize it for ourselves. I've noticed that in high-pressure situations, for example, work environment, dating, profound, vulnerable conversations, etc., I tend to react with an instinct or personal obligation to fill the silence, or at least to show aptitude or, or intelligence with who I'm interacting with. I feel like I have to think fast and move quickly and impress early. But what do you think what would happen when we become comfortable with the silence to allow our minds a few seconds to process our emotions and what makes us feel that way instead? Would we be able to respond better? This is what fuels my excitement to continue doing emotional intelligence work because it is the perfect tonic for a poison. We might think wisdom only comes with old age or experience, but there are ways we can make use of this wisdom we know we already have inside us, as long as you work on these three things. One, slow down. I get it. In the heat of the moment, everything is on fire, your heart is pumping, your chest is boiling, your mind is racing, and you burst out with actions or words that you didn't mean or, or wanted to express in that way. How can you possibly slow down from that? I'm not going to tell you it's easy or that this is the magic bullet that will work for everybody, but if you are able to recognize when you start feeling a shift in your body, a practice is to count to six, three seconds to breathe in, three seconds to breathe out. This prevents you from reacting rashly and allows you to spend time to respond appropriately instead. Two, distance yourself from the situation. Grossman found that King Solomon and many other wise sages, thought leaders, or coaches, or entrepreneurs for that matter, didn't have to be doomed to a frustrated personal life, feeling like an imposter. If you can practice removing yourself from yourself, or pretend to be a fly in the wall watching yourself behave in the moment, 
then you can also find the capacity to make reasonable decisions about your own life. Again, easier said than done, I know, but all it takes is practice. When something happens to you personally, when you're stuck on something and don't know what to do next, imagine you're watching a movie about yourself. How would you like them to behave? What would you do to care for and support that person? A really thought-provoking quote that I ran into by Thomas Cooley is, I am not who you think I am. I am not who I think I am. I am who I think you think I am. And that reminds us that self-awareness is all about perception. It's weird, it's scary, it's definitely unnatural to force yourself into an out-of-body experience. But ironically, separating yourself from yourself is a great way to become self-aware. I was able to see myself from the perspective of someone else and view them slash myself in a less judgmental way and with more compassion. It was comforting. Which leads me to number three, treat yourself with compassion. I know you've heard it plenty before. You've got to love yourself. And I totally agree. But I think it might be helpful for you to also show compassion to yourself as well. Think about it. We care so much about showing compassion for others, but how often do we do so for ourselves? My guess is if you're somewhat of a goal-oriented perfectionist or a high achiever who has to be the smart one or intelligent one or on top of things all the time, that there's a lot of internal self-talk about what you do and how you perform. But you would never treat others as poorly as you treat yourself, right? Imagine that part of you that wants everything to go according to plan, to have everything in order, to avoid flaws, risk, or uncertainty. Imagine if they were someone else berating you every time you did something slightly wrong. Imagine the pressure they force upon you. How would you feel? The saying goes, treat others the way you want to be treated. What's missing is that the others in that quote also includes ourselves. This is all to say that you are wise. What I've learned from reading about Solomon's Paradox is that great advice can come from anyone, anywhere, including yourself. Wisdom doesn't only come from the top CEOs or billionaires or seemingly successful people on the outside. As in the case with one of my good friends who met a homeless person at random, he learned an acronym for life that served as a good reminder for himself. Live independently and free every day. What I love about my friend in telling me this story is that he didn't let status or an, an external view or, or judgment on anyone get in the way of being able to listen to others. I am definitely not as good as a human being as him because of my limited and traditional sense of success especially external success because of how this homeless person is portraying himself in my eyes loses a lot of credibility and I wouldn't have given him the light of day and I would have missed out on a very important and unique perspective on life that my friend had received. But as you are aware, or at least intuitively familiar with, we are social beings. 
we care about social proof. And that means we think wisdom only comes from the people who are living our idea of success. Sure, if you want logistics on exactly what to do or what systems to put in place, definitely seek out the mentor who's been there and done that. But as we know from Solomon's paradox, even those with status and clout are human and make mistakes, which also means we can't be too quick to judge or wave off those who aren't seemingly successful in our eyes. Because you just really never know where people are truly at. And given their circumstances, they can still provide a very unique perspective. Bill Nye was the one who said, everyone you will ever meet knows something you don't. And I love that quote because it really humbled me to set aside the ego and be able to learn from anyone and, and anything around me. It allowed me to be vulnerable and admit that there are things that I don't know and I can ask questions of those around me to fill that gap. The cool thing with Sullivan's Paradox is that it works in multiple ways where on one end we can humble ourselves to ask questions, to always learn from everyone around us, but also that there's no reason for us to feel like a fraud or an imposter for passing on information that is true for you. You can offer a unique perspective to someone else. You are wise. You have it in you. Just remember to slow down, distance yourself from the situation, and treat yourself with compassion. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or took anything out of it, I want to hear about it. It will help me identify what resonates with others, what works and what doesn't. And you can do so by leaving a reading or review if you're listening on Apple Podcast or Stitcher. Or you can send me an email with a personal note at victor at victorong.com. Otherwise, share this episode with someone you think could benefit from it. And make sure you're both subscribed at victorong.com slash subscribe in order to get updates on new episodes and my blog. Doing so will get you the 11 exercises I've collected to start increasing your emotional intelligence with Solomon's Paradox being one of them. Of course, you can definitely do all of this on your own, but you also don't have to. If you're looking to accelerate your growth in emotional intelligence, I do work with people one-on-one -on, -one on a monthly basis to personalize and brainstorm together the solutions that would work best for you in your situation. For that, you can schedule your first free coaching call with me at victorung.com. That way we can both get to know each other and to see how coaching could work and if it's a good fit for you. Because it definitely isn't for everybody, but if you are looking to accelerate your growth into the best version that you can be, working with someone on a personal, more dedicated basis is a really good way to do that. So thank you again for being a loyal listener and for making it this far to the end of the episode. I really appreciate you being here and for wanting to improve your own EQ. This podcast is just one of the ways I am trying to fulfill that mission to see a more emotionally intelligent world. So with that, I will catch you next Monday. See ya.